0: Welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, please help me welcome all of our locations right now, Orange Park, Jolinton Creek, everyone watching online. Come on, let's give let's give it up for God. We're so glad that you're here today. And uh Man, how about it? Are you guys ready? The final week of our Awakening 2016, 21 days of prayer and fasting. You've got through the two toughest weeks. I mean, it's all downhill in a good way from here. And, uh, you know, as I said last week, kind of how we structure the fast is, you know, the first week we just want to get everyone uh, fasting, whatever type of fast they're going to do, fasting, and, uh, and establishing a daily time uh, of devotion with God, reading their Bibles. And then the second week, we add on some intensive prayer. We had a great week of prayer. This past week, we had morning prayer at all of our campuses, had a great attendance. We pray, if you attend Celebration, or even if you just live in Jacksonville, man, we prayed for you and your family and really bombarded heaven for you. And so now this week, this is the revival week, man. We are gonna see miracles happen. We're gonna see breakthroughs happen. And uh, so you don't wanna miss a night of revival week, and let me just unpack it for you real quick. Okay, so uh, uh, the revival kicks off on Wednesday night, and uh, that is a riot night, revival night. However, it, we are going to open it up to all people. It's for it's for obviously our youth and sub thirty, um, uh, and they're going to fill up most of the sanctuary. But we are going to reserve a section for parents, and uh, you know if you can if you can get in, that's in. So we're going to open it to everyone. There'll be a section for parents and uh, adults, uh, if you wanna come on that first Wednesday night riot night. Carl Lentz from Hillsong, New York is is speaking, and uh, he's a good friend of mine, it's interesting. I just saw, he was in GQ Magazine, the latest edition of GQ Magazine, and I looked at him and I saw, it was obvious, it's because he started cutting his hair like I cut my hair, he's dressing like me, he's trying to be like me, and so obviously, GQ headquartered up there in New York with his church up there. You know, they did the article on him instead of me. However, look, so that's, uh, and then Thursday night is for everyone. Friday night's for everyone with John Gray and Ott. And then Sunday, I do want to say, I think the video said Saturday, but it's Sunday, water baptisms at all services and the big uh, uh, album release later that Sunday night as we break the fast. So man, you want to finish strong. Every year this week, it's like my favorite week of the whole year because I, do, I see God do so many things in the lives of people. It's like the culmination of all we've been praying for and believing for, and so you don't wanna miss it. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get into the word in just a moment today, but just a couple of things. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Celebration, I need your help right now. Hey, we wanna wish a very happy 10-year anniversary to Elevation Church, Pastor Stephen Furtick and Holly Furtick. <laughs> Come on, Celebration, put your hands together. We wanna, we just wanna welcome our, friend, our friends up at Elevation Church and my good friends Stephen Furtick and, and Holly, you guys are such good friends of and Mine and just what an amazing 10 years that you guys have seen all the things that God's done at Ele, Elevation Church. So happy anniversary to you guys. All right, we gotta, I like for y'all to get in on these uh, videos that I do, is that cool? All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway. Hey. One more thing. Look. Who saw the snow, on 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 yesterday? Who saw the snow? No. Some of y'all are still not believing. I'm telling you. There were, there were flurries. There were snow flurries out here. And then all of a sudden these weather legalists started saying, "No, it's technically sleet." Nan 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 nan. Listen. Boo to the snow legalist telling you, man, listen, no matter what it was, it was flurries and we got to take what we can get here in Florida. So I'm calling it snow. All right. Okay. Let's get into the message today. Let's get into the message. I'm going to read the scripture and then we'll pray. Matthew 6, 3 and 4. We've been talking about when you fast, when you pray and when you give. When you fast, when you pray, when you give. We've been unpacking Matthew chapter 6 this entire series. And we've talked about that these three things are very unique in that they get God's attention. These three things are, are you could say, practices that we're sowing into our relationship with God. We're sowing into God himself. And so we're going to reap great rewards when we do these things. So we've talked about when we fast. We've talked about when we pray. Today I want to talk about when we give, he says, but when you give, everybody say, when you give. It's not if you give, but it's what? It's when you give. When you give to the needy, and let me unpack needy, okay? What, what, what is a person's greatest need? Jesus. Je- yes, we need food. Yes, we need clothing. Yes, we need help and, and all those things. And we do so much mission and outreach here at Celebration. We understand that, but we also need to remember that a person's greatest need is Jesus, and therefore every single person without Jesus is a needy person. Can I have a good amen to that? So, so our giving, our financial giving, the primary vehicle for that should be to, to proclaim and expand the gospel of Jesus Christ so that a person's greatest need can be met, the need of salvation through Jesus, okay? When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret, then your father who sees what is done, watch, everybody say done, it's an action. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I wanna talk to you about sowing and reaping and how important it is for you to understand that in 2016, you're gonna reap what you sow. I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about your actions. I'm talking about what you do, you're gonna reap what you sow. And what you might not know is you have a lot more control of how blessed you are in 2016 than you might think. Father, we thank you for your word for these next 30 minutes or so. God, I just pray, open our eyes to this powerful, powerful truth, sowing and reaping in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one. Verse 28, look, it says, Then God blessed them and said, Speaking to Adam and Eve, He just created them. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, all the animals that scurry. Do y'all know it, today's the last day of deer season? <laughs> Fist bump your neighbor and say, "Pastor, sad, Pastor's sad. It's also the last day of duck season. We'll move on. Look, fill that, look, and govern it. Rain over the fish of the sea, birds of the sky, and over the animals that scurry along. Hold on, leave it right there, watch this. God blessed them. He already blessed them. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to govern your life. I want you to, to subdue. the the, the things that I put you in stewardship of, I want you to to reign in that. I want you to, to, to manage your life in a way that you're blessed. And he goes on to say, look at verse 29. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So let me explain this, okay? God, he tells Adam and Eve, look, I want you to take authority. I've blessed you. You don't have to ask me for this. I've already blessed you. I want you to go throughout the earth. I want you to multiply. I want you to fill the earth. I want you to subdue it. Okay, I've given you authority. It's time to multiply. And then God answers the how. He says, okay, you're thinking how, God. Adam and Eve are thinking how, God. And God says, look, I've given you the seed of every single plant for food. So Think about what God's saying. He said, look, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, Adam and Eve, look, you can have as many kids as you want. You can have as big a family as you want. Well, there, God, we're only two people. How can we do that? Because Adam, I've given you seed. I'm not gonna get into the details of how this works here. <laughs> but out there, there's seed and, and you guys can multiply. It's up to you how big you want your family to be. It's, it's gonna come down to how many seeds are sown in that particular area of man, woman, relief, and Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so he says this. He says, Adam, here's the great thing. It's the same thing with, with, with everything that you eat. You're not gonna go to an area, and you're gonna walk in and say, okay, God, give me some food, and all of a sudden, I'm gonna, you know, miraculously sent angels with baskets of apples and all this kind of stuff. Look, no, look, I've got something way better, Adam. You can have as many apples as you want. You can have as many oranges as you want. You can have as much vegetable, all these kind of things, because I've given you the seed. And the amount of seed that you sow is going to determine the kind of harvest that you get. And Adam, here's the great thing about this principle of sowing and reaping that I've set up. When you sow an apple seed, you don't just get an apple back. When you sow an apple seed, you get an apple tree that produces multiple apples that have multiple seeds. That's how you're going to multiply your provision in the earth. Are you following me? Just like the greatest thing about when you have kids, guess what? They're all gonna have seed and then they're gonna have kids and their kids and this, this thing really quick, man, you can, you can harvest a, a, an incredible family this way. In other words, you're already blessed and the awesome thing is when you sow a seed, you're not just gonna get one back, you're gonna get multiple back. Everybody understand that? And I think when we, you know, we, you know we're not in a, really an agricultural society anymore, but I think it's pretty much common sense when it comes to sowing and reaping. You know, if, if, if you were with me and I'm looking out over at this field and I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm waiting on these oranges to come up. I'm ready for these orange trees. And your, your, your question to me will be, well, how many, how many orange seeds did you sow? Well, if I told you why I didn't sow any, but you know what? God knows I like oranges and I've been praying for oranges. So I'm just believing God for some oranges to come up here. You, you think I was crazy. No, if I, if I want oranges, well then I'm gonna have to take some orange seeds and I'm gonna have to, as many orange seeds as I sow, as I plant, is gonna determine the kind of harvest of orange bushes or trees or you know what they are. We have them in some of our yards. Let's, shrubs. But the great thing is, is no matter how many seeds I plant, I'm not just going to get one orange back per seed. I'm going to get a tree that has multiple oranges on them. So every farmer knows anybody, it's just common sense, right? You don't want to eat your seed. In other words, when it's time to harvest oranges, you know, okay, I'm going to eat some oranges, but I'm going to save some orange seed so I can keep sowing, so I can keep planting, so I can keep having a harvest. Okay, this is where we get into this law of sowing and reaping. Okay, now let me, let me take you back to Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 3. Look, when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be seen in secret. Look, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. Everybody say done. It's an action. It's something that you do. Are you following me? This is what this is what you need to understand when it comes to sowing and reaping and blessing and God's rewards in your life. And I think it's real interesting that the chapter before this is Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus talks about the beatitudes. You know, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit and uh, for, for, for there's the kingdom of God and blessed are those who hunger and thirst are righteous for they shall be filled and blessed are the merciful so they, uh, for they shall be sown mercy. He's saying, blessed, blessed, blessed. You know what that word in the Greek means? It's "makarios," And that means happy. Happier you, happier you, happier you. However, that word was only reserved with the, the people that Jesus was preaching to, they had to be shocked when they heard Jesus use that word because that was a Greek word that was only reserved for the gods. Only the gods could be makarios, that kind of blessed, because only the gods could be truly happy. Human beings, we have too much pain and suffering and all that kind of stuff to be truly happy. So the Greeks would say only Zeus and the gods, only they could be makarios, that kind of blessed, that kind of truly happy, or a Caesar, a half deity, so to speak. So when Jesus came out to the common people and he said, no, blessed are you. You can have this kind of happiness. And he attached an action associated with a blessing. He attached a sowing that's associated with a reaping. And then here we have, he goes right the next chapter into Matthew 6, and he's talking about these three specific things that a person has to practice to really see the blessings, or you could call them the rewards, so they'll see the rewards that God wants them to have. But here's where many Christians are, okay? I want you to listen to this statement. This is worth writing down, okay? We have to understand that our blessing, or if I could say our harvest, okay, our harvest of blessing, your harvest, your harvest of blessing, your harvest is determined by your actions, not your intentions. Your harvest is determined by your actions not your intentions. This has to do with money. This has to do in relationships. This has to do in every area of life. I know many of you, you know what, you, you, you intended to fast. You wanted to. You intended to pray. Just kinda got busy, wanted to try to make, you, you, you had good intentions. Many of you, you, you wanna give. Your intention is to give. The problem is your blessing, your harvest is determined by your actions, not your intentions. Oh man, if we could be blessed and receive a harvest through our intentions, oh, wouldn't that be awesome? But it doesn't work that way. Listen, in 2016, you are gonna reap what you sow. So there's some things, guess what, that we were sowing in 2015, it works both bad and good. I'm gonna show you that in just a second. There's some action, some things we were doing in 2015. Guess what? We need to stop sowing those bad seeds and we need to start sowing some good seeds because you reap what you sow. If you're you're mean to people, if you're sowing anger to people, how in the world do you expect people to be nice to you? If you're sowing gossip about other people, how in the world could you expect people to talk good about you? we reap what we sow. If you want people to be merciful to you, you need to sow mercy. If you want people to not judge you, you need to not judge them. This is the, if we want to see a financial blessing in our lives, then we need to sow our finances into the kingdom of God in some capacity, in some measure. Listen, 2016, you will reap what you sow. Your harvest is determined by your actions, not your intentions. And this is where the rubber hits the road for so many believers. I know you have a good tart. I know you wanna do it. Let's try to cross the line here and get from intention to action. Let's, getting, let's get from wanting to do it to actually doing it so we can see the kind of rewards God wants us to have. All right, that's a good place to clap right there. Good place to clap right there. Okay, watch this. Galatians, Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever, everybody say whatever, good or bad. Whatever you sow, whatever. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. How many of you experienced that? You know, you sow to your flesh, you're gonna reap corruption. The Bible says you're gonna reap death. You can feel it, come on. When we mess up, when we get into sin, when we do those things, that's why what? You feel bad, you feel guilty, you feel some shame. Like You you can feel that kind of corruption, can't you? What is this, the church of the goody two shoes? Is anybody, what have y'all been saved since birth? What's, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's the you, you, you can, you can feel that reaping. Some of you last year, you sowed so many bad seeds and you've carried over that bad reaping into this year. I'm saying it needs to stop right now in Jesus' name. Watch. Here's the great thing. God forgives you right away. It's the grace of God is right away. Listen, God loves you no matter what. Okay. I'm not talking about salvation or God's love for you or anything like that. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you living a Makarios, a blessed, a happy, a rewarded life. That's what I'm talking about here. Okay. So if you behaved your way into a situation, if you sowed bad seed and now you're in this, you've, you've reaped that, guess what? You can behave your way out of a situation. Here's what you can't do. See, what we do is we behave ourselves into a situation, a bad situation. We behave ourselves into that and then we wanna talk our way out. We behave ourselves into something, then we wanna intention our way out. Well, you know my heart. Well, yeah. Really, I don't, but God knows your heart. I don't know how the whole thing works, but here's what I do know. You reap what you sow. Now, here's the awesome thing about God. If you start sowing good seeds, guess what? Mercy triumphs over judgment, and God will come in, man, and he will redeem, and he will bless, and he will get you out of that mess a whole lot faster than you got yourself into that mess. But you reap what you sow, Am I right? That's so important to remember in temptation, because sin, I mean, really, for a season, I mean, sin can be fun, can it? it sin really is fun. Here's what I say, if, if, if sin was never fun to you, then you didn't do it right, that's what I say. But man, it's the death part that is brutal. It's the consequences that are brutal. It's what you sow and you reap when you engage in that kind of behavior. And that's why some of us maybe that have been around a little longer and maybe have made a few more mistakes than other people, it's like, I'm not going there because I don't want to deal with what I'm going to feel like. I don't want to deal with that death. I don't want to deal with those consequences. Uh Uh-uh, man. The end, I don't care how good that looks, smells, whatever. I know where it's gonna lead. Is somebody hearing me out there? Okay? But look, do not be deceived. Now, now we, we saw the Trinity and God the Father in Genesis chapter one. We're seeing Jesus in Matthew chapter. Six, now here's the Apostle Paul. He knew this principle well. Look, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Here's what Paul's saying. If you don't believe and embrace and live by this principle, this law of sowing and reaping, you are living in deception. You're deceived. Something has blinded your mind, something has hardened your heart. Maybe it was an experience. Maybe you feel like people, you don't forgive these people because they don't deserve forgiveness. Of course they don't deserve your forgiveness. We don't forgive people because they deserve it. If that was the case, we'd hardly forgive anyone. Because most of the time when you have an unforgiveness issue, it's because someone mistreated you. Someone treated you unfairly or someone abused you. I mean, they don't deserve forgiveness. We don't forgive people because they deserve it. We forgive people because Jesus forgave us when we didn't deserve it, and what we don't want, we don't want to become a prisoner of their actions. Are you following me? In football language, you know what that's called? That's called never let a team beat you twice. That means you had a big emotional loss to a rival, and you got a game next week, but you just can't get over that loss And so you're gonna end up losing to the next team that you should beat, but it's really because you never got over the previous loss. Listen, don't let somebody beat you twice. Don't let them hold you in that prison of unforgiveness. You need to say 2016 is the year that I am forgiving and I'm forgetting and I'm moving forward with the rewards that God has for me in my life. Don't live in deception. Or may, maybe it's a, a money thing. Maybe you went to church and they were, you know, you saw money abused. Or I, I don't know what the issue is. But listen, don't, don't be deceived. We, we reap what we sow. Listen, giving, financial giving, that, that is an essential part of your relationship with Jesus. Why do you think he puts it in with prayer and fasting? Did you know this? Did you know that half of the parables that Jesus taught in the New Testament, half of them deal with money and possessions? Did you know that one out of every seven scriptures in the Bible deals with money and possessions? Did you know that Jesus talked more about money than heaven and hell combined? Oh, but we don't wanna talk about money in church. Why, because you're so greedy? Let me say this, any any pastor that will not preach about money, in my opinion, does not love people because there is no way that you can be blessed and rewarded like God wants you to be blessed and rewarded until you learn how to steward your finances in a healthy way where God is first in your life. Guess what? So if you don't ever want me to preach on money, well, tough. You can go down to the church of the Rosie posy and the Sweetie Leedy and whatever and get you a gushy-wushy message down there. Huh. I'm just saying, at least I'm not like Jesus. At least not half of my sermons, We talk about money about I mean three or four messages a year. We do two, two or three. Maybe we do we do one in the summer. We do run, one around now, and we, we'll do a few in November when we're talking about our heart for the house. Are you following me? Listen, money's important. Why? It's universal. We all have to deal with money. Okay, Mammon, the god of money, it's God's biggest rival. God competes with our hearts. Do you see what I'm saying? Money is that test. Who's going to be Lord of our lives, our money or God? That's why the tithe, that 10%, you know what it is? It's, it's seed. God can't bless you. Why can't he open the way? He has to have something to work with. He has to have a seed. So he says, this tithe that belongs to me, you're going you're gonna to give it to me, which, which, by the way, I can sum up all those parables with kind of two principles. All those parables about money and possessions, it's two things. Number one, God is the owner. God owns everything. The Bible says the earth and all its fullness is the Lord's. God owns our bodies. God owns our money. God owns everything. You might say, well, Stovall, I'm a self-made man. Oh, no, you're not. God gave you that brain. He gave you those skills. He gave you the energy. We're breathing God's air. We'll see how self-made you are. Let God take back his air for about an hour. We'll see who's doing good then. God is the owner. The second thing is, look, we're the stewards of all the gifts, talents, monies, and and resources that he's given us. And watch, if we'll steward God's stuff correctly, he'll bless us and he'll reward us. It's that simple. So don't be deceived. At least be open and honest. Don't don't be deceived. If you don't forgive people, people aren't going to forgive you. If you're mean to people, you're gonna have that coming right back at you. If you don't, if you don't sow, so financial seeds into God's kingdom, giving Him what's His, you're not gonna reach, reap a financial harvest. It's just, it's a law. Okay, God is not mocked. This word here, God, what is it in the Greek? It's mocked in the Greek. It's mukterizo. M- in Cajun, it's mukteron, okay? So anyway, it means, here's what it means. Mukterizo, well, the root word of that, mukter, that's your nose. It's your nose. You know what it's saying? It's saying if you don't believe in the principle of sowing and reaping, you're, you're snubbing God. It's like you're throwing your nose up. Oh uh, yeah, sowing and reaping stuff. You're, you're snubbing him. Come on, don't be a snubber. Don't snub God. What you sow you reap. What you sow, you reap. Let me show you this right here, okay? Go to, go to Luke 6:37, 38. All right, pastor's about to get nice. I know what some of y'all are thinking, pastor's in a bad mood because it's the last day of deer season. That is not it. This is serious, man, this prayer and God's word and fasting and giving. This is how we set ourselves up for a breakthrough. Look, do not judge others and you will not be. Okay? Don't sow this, you won't reap that. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Don't sow this so you won't reap that. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Stop the bad sowing. Here's here's the positive. I want you to sow this, so that you'll reap this. Somebody see here. This is Jesus. Keep going, verse thirty-eight. Give, and you will receive. Sow this, you'll reap that. Just look at that. Give, and you will receive. Wow. Gosh, man, how are we going to unpack that one? Let me get out my commentaries. God, that's complicated. It's deep, huh? Given, you will receive. (laughs) Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Don't judge others, and you won't be judged. Whoa. <laughs> but you know why we don't receive it? Many of us, like, we it just doesn't work that way, Stovall. Yes, it does. Whatever a man sows, that will he reap. And at the end of the day, what it means is we just don't really believe it. And we're deceived, just like Galatians says. So listen, at the end of the day, Church, here's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you're gonna have to decide a couple of things about 2016, okay? Number one, you're gonna have to decide, do I believe what God says? Do I believe what God says? The second thing you're gonna have to decide is, what kind of person am I gonna be? What kind of person am I gonna be on the inside Am I going to be a person that lives by convictions? Am I going to be, uh, be the type of person that I live by convictions and principle and regardless of my circumstances, I'm going to put God first and I know that I'm going to be blessed and I'm going to sow the right things and I know that I'm going to reap uh, the right things? Am I just going to kind of go through life and Whatever. Let this year be different. I'm not asking you to be perfect. We're all gonna make, I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna sow some bad seeds this year. None of us are perfect. But I'm saying, will you come to a place in your heart where you say, yes, I understand. God loves me and God's for me and this has nothing to do with that. But if I'm gonna reap the rewards that God wants me to reap in 2016, if I'm gonna be blessed the way God wants me to be blessed. Remember what he told Adam and Eve? Look, look how blessed you can be. I've already blessed you. Look how easy it is. You just sow and you'll reap. And you'll always reap back more than you sow. It's, look how, it's it's simple. Forgive, you'll be forgiven. Don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying today? This is, this is very. Look, given you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, poured into your lap. Look, the amount you give, now this is speaking proportion, the amount you give, the amount I give, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Who determines how blessed you are? Look, the amount you give, see, here's another. Let me give you another kind of power statement here. God doesn't determine how blessed you are, you do. God doesn't play favorites. That's the great thing about all of this. He's not a respecter. That means he doesn't, th- no one's lucky in here and other people aren't lucky. God's, it's an equal. Plain field here. God's saying, Look, God doesn't decide how blessed you are. You do. Go back to that scripture. Look, the amount you give, what determines your blessing, what you get back, what you reap, who determines that? You do. God's already blessed you. So, so here's what I'm trying to say the, the amount in 2016. The amount of forgiveness that you sow, the amount of mercy that you sow, the amount of finances that you sow into the kingdom of God, what's what's that proportion gonna look like? Now that, your amount, your proportion, it's different for everybody. So it's kinda like this, it's like this, look. Let's say I'm thirsty, all right? And I am thirsty. So I'm thirsty, right? So here's this, let's pretend like there's a big faucet. Water's coming out. Watch this. I'm I'm thirsty. Well, you know what? This is my amount. This is my container. This is my proportion right here. Okay, watch. I'm gonna come over. God's already blessed us. Guess what, church? The faucet is on. The faucet's on. The water is here. I'm going to go, here's, here's what I'm giving. Here's what I'm letting God use. Here's what I'm letting God work with. I give that to God. Guess what? That water's going to come in there. It's going to overflow. You know what, in fact, you know what that, that scripture means right there? So back in Bible days when they would bring in the wheat, if you just put the wheat in the, in the uh, bushel, it would fill it up quick. So what they would do is they would step, press it down. And then they'd be able to put more in and press it down and press it down and press it down until it was totally packed. Guys, it's kind of like how, you know, when our wives tell us to take out the garbage? And she thinks it's full, but most men know it's not full. Am I right? So what we do? We go to the garbage can and we press it down and we shake it a little bit, press it down. That thing's got 80% more room in there. That's what God's saying. You bring me that. You brought, you thought that me. I'm going to press that thing down. I'm going to give back so much more to you than you gave to me. It's going to come running over. So look, I'm going to let God, I'm thirsty, man. So what? He's going to overflow this. I'm going to drink this. I'm going to be satisfied. And guess what? I'm going to be able to give some of you some water. Are you following me? Too many of us are thirsty. We want, we, we have good intentions. But you know what? Here's what we're, here's what, here's what the, what we're giving God. We're giving him an eyedropper. We're like, God, I'm thirsty. God bless me. God help me. Here, here Lord, I give to you. That's what we have to do. You know, we kind of tip God, kind of throw a five in the offering plate. Just don't tip him. Don't do that. God wants to be first. He's not second. Okay? Too many of us, we're going to, God help me, I'm thirsty. But all we're giving him to work with is like a, a dropper. And we're walking around. <laughs> oh, Christianity stuff doesn't work. <laughs> the pastor said, reap what you sow. <laughs> How about give God something a little more to work with than this thing? Or no, here, here, here's what we do. It's like this. You start, to, okay, you've been making, you've been wasting money, just spending money on yourself, making bad financial decisions. You're in a lot of debt. You've been doing that for 15 years. You tithe for the first time. Your situation hasn't improved in three days. (laughs) Three days. Now, you were, if I could say, you were sowing bad seed for 15 years. And God doesn't do something in three days. Oh, this tithing thing doesn't work. No, it works. Sowing and reaping work. I promise you it works. Sometimes you've just got like, look, sometimes God needs to do a little bit deeper work. Okay, that's why at our church, what do we do? We do uh, the tithing challenge. So you start tithing. We say, because God does say, test me. He says, prove me. So what do we do? We say, we give you six weeks. Tithe for six weeks. That's 40 days. Number of testing in the Bible. Jesus in the wilderness, 40 days. Flood waters, 40 days on the earth. 40 days, basically, six weeks. If you don't see a breakthrough, a financial blessing, if you don't see how it works... Well, just call us. We'll give you all your money back. Now, I said you start right now. Don't call me saying, oh, yeah, uh, back in 2012, uh, yeah, I tithed a bunch of money. uh." (laughs) We've had some people do that. I'll bust you, sucker. (laughs) Where was I? What's my next? I got to close. I got to close. Here's what I'm trying to say. Church, you know what? Look, watch me, watch me. Could we get rid of these in 2016? Could we give God something to work with in 2016? Could we plant some seeds in 2016 so we can have a harvest? Look, last one. I'm closing here. Fist bump someone near you and say, he's closing. He's closing. How many of y'all believe that? I really am, I'm closing. I might have one more close, I won't have three closes. Okay, look, 2 Corinthians, 8, 6, real quick. Okay, look, this is Paul again, watch. Let me give you the context here. He's doing basically a heart for the house offering. All of his churches, their project is the Judean Christians, the church in Jerusalem. This is, he's not talking about the tithe, he's talking about an over and above offering for the, the project they had that year, which was to help the, the church, his campus, so to speak, in Jerusalem. He says, so we've urged Titus to encourage you, your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. So so you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us. I want you to excel. Everybody say excel. I want you to, to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Paul knew this. He knew that unless people understand the law of sowing and reaping and how it relates to giving, they can never receive the rewards or the blessing that God wants them to have. Keep going. 2 Corinthians 9 6. So here's the very next chapter. Here's how he tells them to do it. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Sowing and reaping. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, why does God, God, doesn't God love everybody? He loves cheerful givers and angry givers. Am I right? He loves everybody, right? What is it talking about here? He loves a cheerful giver. This is why. Because giving, it's not just a lesson about money. Giving is really, it's like God's parenting lesson to us. In other words, when we give, we are most like God. God gave Jesus. How did God reap this great family of his? He sowed his seed, his only son, Jesus. And now God is reaping that. This is an immutable spiritual principle. And when God sees us get this principle, it's like, you know, when you see your, kid obey. It's like a parenting win. They kind of get it for the first time. They take responsibility, whatever like this. That's why God, he loves a cheerful giver. He's saying, you're getting it. Now you're being like my kid. Now you understand what this whole thing is really about. And look what it says. So let each one gives as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. So watch, so watch. So here's, I'm going to kind of shift gears here real quick. This is my second and final close, Okay, second and final close. Okay, watch, this is why, okay, we have our heart for the house, that, that giving initiative every year. Okay, first of all, it's to expand God's kingdom like Paul was doing here, okay? But what it also is, it's to help us become more like God's sons and daughters. It's to help us develop this generosity this thing this thing that is so important to our faith and this is why we ask you to do a pledge card or what we call a faith estimate why let each one gives as he what purposes the faith estimate that card or whatever you that you know what that is that's a plan that's that's to help you purpose or plan financial seed that you can sow into God's kingdom so that you will reap a harvest in 2016. This is exactly what Paul's talking about. You sow sparingly, you're gonna reap. At least you'll have something, that's that's fine. You'll reap sparingly, you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. That amount, that percentage looks different for everyone. But what I'm trying to say to you is this, the most spiritual giving that you can do is what I call purposed or planned giving. I shouldn't have to put a starving kid up in Africa one of the 23,000 kids that we feed every single day, Monday through Friday in Zimbabwe, that's part of our heart for the house, our Zimbabwe campus, okay? I shouldn't have to put a starving kid up here for you to get emotionally stirred to give. We're building a brand new campus at Orange Park, okay? We're doing a, a retreat center. I shouldn't have to, you know, Put a, a sky map, a Google map thing of Orange Park and superimpose like flames going over the west side and, and OP. For you to understand, no, you know what? I'm a child of God. I understand sowing and reaping. I understand I can't get blessed. I can't have a harvest unless I've planted something. That's why it's a win-win. So that's why we give you. These faith cards that are back there, so you can plan it. It's not a contract, it's not some of you work on commission, you don't even really know, but you're just kind of you know what? Some of you do know, you know what I think over and above my tithe, I could I could do a hundred dollars a month. I could some of you know what that is, some of you don't, but you could kind of purpose, you could kind of plan, have a plan a purpose for your seed so that in 2016, you don't eat all of your seed and you don't have a harvest to reap, a harvest of blessing this year. Now look, if you're not tithing, you start with tithing. Don't do this. In fact, put, I'm gonna show you how you can do this real quick. Look, put the, put the text up there. Look, it's so easy. All you have to do is text. Just put your name, first and last name, social security number, credit card information, do a a picture of the birth certificate of your firstborn. And I'm just kidding. All it is, it's not, you just, hey man, I'm gonna purpose right now. I'm gonna just text this in. You can just put that number. See, you, you could actually take out your phone right now. You could type that number in right now. And you could say, hey, and therefore the number's in there so that when you're ready, you can text kind of your plan if it all works out what you're gonna give over and above your tithe for this year. Well, Stovall, this this is high pressure, man. Okay, watch. Did anybody feel high pressured when I preached on fasting two years ago? Two years. Did anybody feel high pressured when I preached on fasting two weeks ago? No? What did we do? Why did I preach fasting so that you would what? Fast. I preached on fasting, we're launching the 21 days, I want you to fast, why? Because I know about the rewards in fasting. What did I preach on last week? Prayer. What Did anyone feel super pressured to pray? I hope you did a little bit, but what did we do? What did we do, we kicked off prayer week. Yeah, I preach on fasting, I want you to fast. I preach on prayer? I want you to pray. Now I'm preaching on giving. I want you to give. That's the that, Yes, that's the point. That's, I, I don't. This isn't a different thing from what I do for all the other things we do. I'm going to preach on a, a community one Sunday. I'm going to want you to get in a group. I'm going to preach on serving one Sunday. I'm going to want you to serve. I'm going to preach on missions one Sunday. I want you to go on a mission trip. Are you hearing me? Listen, you are gonna reap what you sow in 2016. Don't let this year go by without you having some seeds in the harvest. Come on, will somebody stand to their feet right now? Come on, I wanna worship. I wanna worship. Where's the worship team? Come on. I know, was that three closings? Football is over. Look, an hour and 25 minutes, that's not that's not too bad. I only went 10 minutes over. I'm fasting, it's the last day of deer season. I'm dealing with a lot, all right? Okay, let's worship right now. Can we just seal this with some worship? Come on, come on, come on, Orange Park. Come on, Julian Creek. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.